0: You are listening to the Manos Accelerator podcast in partnership with Google Launchpad. We interview rockstar entrepreneurs who share their exact formulas for success in customer acquisition, growth hacking, fundraising, or scaling a company. And I'm your host, Juan Felipe Campos. Okay, Manos Nation, remember, for every episode, there's a giveaway of digital goods or resources from our partners that other people would normally pay for. To enter the giveaway, subscribe to the Manos podcast on iTunes now and then message the word Monos to m.me forward slash Monos Accelerator. Again, that's Monos to the website m.me forward slash Monos Accelerator to prove it. Today I am with Ulysses Asuna, who is a PR expert who has grown many, many, many brands, personal brands, and PR. Ulysses, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Dude, thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped.
0: Yes, definitely. So, guys, the thing about Ulysses, he's grown many personal brands and has helped companies scale past 100 figures, or, or past $100 million, uh, right? Yep. People yep. that are doing over $100 million, he's helping them grow their personal brands. And he has something to share with us about going from zero to PR. Ulysses, can you walk us through how you think about PR and the best way to get started?
1: Dude, PR is the single biggest growth hack to like, manufacturing your personal brand, Okay. right? I remember last year, uh, we helped out a fraud that had little, nothing, no credibility, nothing, no online presence, but yet we created this persona that he sold his business for $100 million, right? So if, if oh we did gosh. that for, for somebody that uh, you know, had nothing, then for the CEO that actually has done something like that, they will get massive leverage. It's almost as, right. as if they were in the shadows and came to light, and because of that, they're getting every single form of like media attention.
0: So that was a big lesson learned for you. It's like, if we're able to pull this off for someone that is a fraud, imagine the power behind someone that actually is the real deal, that has it's the huge. stuff. And so if you're sitting around looking around and you're like, oh, everyone has a personal brand but me and I actually have the chops, here's the opportunity for you because the space is there, the ground is set. If you actually have the stuff, PR is probably the best way for you to actually start leveraging it, right? 100%, 100%.
1: So how do you get started? So it depends on what stage you're at as an entrepreneur, right? So what, um, give me an example, like what stage?
0: So like a lot of tech startups, they're, um, let's go like pre-funding. Okay. So they, they have the idea, they have a tech product, they have a rockstar team, yep. maybe they used to work at like Google or Facebook. They Perfect. have rockstar team, rockstar product, they're ready to go. They're acquiring customers, they, ha- they are monetizing. Yep. How do they now like take it to the next level? So
1: if it's a team, then they want to like every single part of it like a win. So for example, if they worked at Google, Facebook or they're all from different companies, like how we all left Fortune 500 companies to start this or whatever, right? To start this tech company. So it's kind of like almost as if like like they they were kind of very crucial points in those other companies, and because of that, they're coming together to create one you know huge tech company. Right. And that's huge because if then on the outside, like people get to see that and they're like, holy crap, like, you know, it's kinda like the the dream team coming together to create something big and because of that, you're already gonna get traction, right?
0: So let's break down what's really happening here. Like I did like rapid fire of some like highlights of what's going on, and the first thing Ulysses does is like think how is this an interesting story? And so like yeah. the first place that your brain goes to is like, there's a story here about a dream team that left these big companies yep. to then create something. And maybe maybe you're sitting there going, okay, well, I didn't quit Google. I didn't quit Facebook. Still apply the same principle. You've done something cool in your life that needs to be positioned front and centered and not wait for someone to get to know you for two years before they find out, <laughs> oh, wow, you can like, do this amazing thing. Like, that should be the first thing, and you, you can kind of manufacture that reality that is true, yes, which is your yes. whole thing. It's, like, it's not about lying. It's about putting these things at the front.
1: Yes, 100%, dude. You're, you got it. Like You nailed it down. Everything that you've ever done can be positioned and placed in the way that you want it so that way your ideal client sees that and then you control what they see and think about you and then which ultimately leads to them making a decision right? whether they want right, to follow right. you or not which ultimately they are if you're able to control what they see about you.
0: Okay, so let's say I've done this. I took kind of like that self-awareness assessment, figured out that, okay, these are 10 amazing things I've done. I grew this company. I scaled this company. I quit this company. I did, I went through the self-awareness and I positioned everything in my Instagram bio, my Twitter bio, my Facebook. The content I'm producing is like storytelling around these amazing things I've done. Stories learned, yeah. lessons learned. I'm doing all of that. How do I then catapult into PR and having other people say it about me?
1: So, so one of the, the very hard things to do is kind of just like, be great and then all of a sudden like have people write about you. So the press that I'm, go- that I'm doing, right, all like the speaking events and all, that type, and all that type of stuff, I actually went out and got. I did not wait for that to come to me. I did not wait for them to ask me to go and speak. Right, right. I went out and got it. So that's the reason why we're able to get press for our clients, because we have big clients. You know, Ed Milad's huge, but yet he still needs somebody to go out there and get him, you know, press pieces. Sure. So it, you just, once you kind of found like your wins, what you've done, your story, you've nailed that down, Then the next thing is like, okay, now you need to puzzle it together. What is your end goal? How does that end goal look like? And how can you reverse engineer what type of PR you need to get to that place?
0: Totally. And that's where like perspective really, really is important because think about it. Between you and another entrepreneur, another entrepreneur waited to build out a career over 10 years before they oh, caught yeah. the attention of a writer who would <laughs> maybe write about them in a major publication. You're just taking the shortcut and saying, I know you're being intentional about the end goal, so it's easier to look for the shortcuts. I always yes. say, if you don't know where you're going, you can't look for the shortcuts. Yes. You're just saying, you're declaring, I know I want to get on publications. Now, what's the shortcut? Instead of just crossing your fingers and waiting for it to happen... So what you're saying is like everything, every press that we've gotten wasn't just by luck. No. It's actually pursuing the relationships, pursuing the peas. Do you have any, can you break down like the step-by-step on like what that looks like? Is it just looking up the um, where you can pitch stories and then sending in the emails so, in there? Great like, question.
1: So a lot of the work for us uh, is done beforehand because of the client that we take in. Right? Because we have a client like Ed Milet. Because of that. His name sells it himself, right? He just, it's just taboo to him. He doesn't know how to get the press, but he comes to us and all we have to do is leverage his name. Gotcha. So a lot of the work is done beforehand, right? But let's say you don't, you're not an Ed Milet because a lot of people are not, right? What you want to do is get on smaller publications, really control what the smaller publications say about you. That way, if you ever go to a big one and if they read it, whether they read the entire article or they read the headline, whatever it is, you're able to control what they see, and then if, they, if you're able to do that, then you're able to actually get a bigger placement because they already think highly of you. But if you have nothing to show for it, you have no credibility, nothing to back it up, you're not going to be able to get anything.
0: So, I mean, this is very simple. Nobody wants to be the first person to take a chance on you. So it might as well be you. Yeah. So you can create your own luck by creating your first initial stories, becoming a contributor at lower tier publications that allow those contributor stories to get pitched and to get submitted. And there's less red tape there. So you find a small publication, you write your own story about yourself, and then by the time you create the relationships and start reaching out to bigger publications, you already have a track record... that lowers the risk and lowers the amount of research that a writer is expected to do on your behalf. You're saying hey, look, here's 10 other pieces written about us, writ- written about me. Little do they know that you actually really care yep. about them. And you put in the hours. <laughs> but by the time you create that relationship, they're saying, oh, okay, great. You have a track record. I'm not the first one. Yes. And that really lowers the risk. Put yourself in their shoes for two seconds. That lowers the risk for them and the amount of time that they have to put to research you.
1: Yes, uh, that's actually a huge thing. So you literally brought up a great point. Like uh, a lot of the reasons why we're able to close these actual interviews is because we do the work for them. Like, if you look at it on their side, right, it's not their bread and butter to write at these publications, they're doing it as a favor. So if they're doing it as a favor, you wanna make it as easy as possible for them to actually interview you or get that piece up there.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is a lot of these contributors, they're unpaid, and so they're 100% doing it as a favor. Yeah, yes. like between writing about you or writing about whatever else they wanted to write about on their Sunday afternoon, Yes. you need to like make it really easy for them to do it, is what you're saying, right? Yeah,
1: people naturally are lazy. Right, They don't want to spend an hour, three hours it. writing it. Yeah, I'm super lazy. Like right, right. People, people want to spend that much time writing an article, finding the data, finding the backlinks, all that type of stuff. So if you do all that work ahead of time, you're actually, you'll find that they'll be more inclined to say yes.
0: Right, right. And th- okay, so, so this is perfect. We're doing the homework to make sure that it's as easy as possible for these writers to write about us. Yes. And that starts by first step is positioning ourselves the way that we want to be perceived by highlighting things that we've already done, and it's not about manipulating, but nope. creating and positioning the truth. Step one. Step two is creating our own luck by reaching out to these platforms where we can be contributors. By the way, we launched a list of 2,800 opportunities for you to guess write about yourself in lower tier publications. Nice. So then you can create your own luck. We'll have that in the show notes of this episode. And then once you've done that, then you reach out to these contributors. What's the best way to do that? Is that just a matter of uh, looking them up on Facebook, sending them out messages? Email. Is it email? Email
1: for us is the best because we can actually track if they opened it, how many times they opened it, um, if they haven't opened it. And once you can track that, then it's almost like, okay, well, common sense, like, oh, do I need a follow-up? Do I not need a follow-up? Right? If they haven't opened it, then it's not that they declined you. They just have not seen the email. Right? So something simple like that will determine your follow-up and follow-up is an art. If you follow up too much, they're going to be annoyed. If you follow up too little, they're just going to forget.
0: All right. Okay, so we are, we're also going to be sharing a tool here in the show notes that is free. It's the topinbox.com. The tool is sent later, and what it does is it lets you set out these sequences. So on the first email, you can say, hi, great to meet you. Here's my pitch. Here's the links that I've already written about me. And then if they don't answer, you can send up two, three, four more follow-up emails that you can have them get sent out automatically. So you can have 20 emails go out that you don't have to do all of the manual following up on. And I'm sure you have processes in place, whether it's having an intern or doing it manually or having a tool like the Top Inbox, that then you're nurturing these relationships and pinging them over time than doing it at scale, right? Yes. Okay, so you send out the, the messages, you're making it as easy as possible for them. What's the process then like for them to actually write a piece about you? Do you have to submit a draft? Is yeah, it like a, a, submit
1: a piece where all they have to do is kind of put it into their own words. Um, because if not, they have to still figure out the structure of the entire piece. So okay. we always send... Um,
0: so it's not just a headline. You're sending maybe like 500 words and you know that, that it needs to be a thousand word article. Yeah, but yeah exactly
1: and then provide them the data provide them the links all that type of stuff in a you know very formatable place where they can just kind of take and pick and choose whatever they like and then just write the article
0: do you recommend having being really big on PR kits and having like all of your stuff organized in that way yes okay
1: yes Um, it just it just helps like organization and all that type of stuff it just makes everything easier for everybody
0: okay right now it's uh, June of 2018 Uh, What's the status on press releases? Do they matter? Do them? Don't do them?
1: I hate press releases. The reason I hate them is because nobody really interviewed you, okay? They say, oh, I've been on ABC, NBC, or whatever it is, but nobody actually came to you, wanted to interview you. Whether, you know, you pitched them or they pitched you, all it is, is it's a distribution center, right? So I feel, this is my opinion. And anybody can agree with this, or agree or disagree, but I feel like anybody who's in anybody will know the difference between real press and not not real press. Um, That's my opinion. But yeah, that's what I think about it.
0: Okay, so, yeah, especially with but see, I, I love like having this conversation with you, Elise, because you're only working with top-tier people, and I only want to replicate top-tier results anyway. So why would you want to know what other people are doing? You know, a, a lot of times we get caught up on, like, well, this person that's a little bit ahead of me is doing XYZ, and you're saying, okay, well, the people at the top aren't doing that, so right, why do right. you care what someone that's doing marginally better than you is doing? Replicate the behaviors of people at the top. People at the top aren't using press releases because people at the top... Of the press side of things, know what a real press coverage is. And yeah, what a real and like press strategic, it's a strategic
1: isn't. media placement. Like okay. a lot of stuff that we're doing is like, okay, what do you, what is it that you want to be featured for? What does the end result look like, right? And then with a the press release, it's just like, what's, what's the end result for that? You just want to have a ton of, a ton of links or a ton of, you know, stuff like you had an acquisition or something. Now, now on things like that, on acquisition, mergers, press releases are great. Okay. But on just other stuff, like I feel it doesn't serve its purpose.
0: Okay, gotcha. So no press release. Yes to uh, to press kit. Press kit can just be a link on the oh, website. yeah, where you press have, kit's great. Um, where you have like everything already organized, so right. you can send it to them. And be like, here's every, here's like video clips. Here's like other press that I've been on. Here's some quotes. Here's some testimonials. here's yeah. everything. You're doing all of the homework up front and then you and then you start scaling. Yes. So actually, I mean, it's no wonder that people have to work with awesome agencies like yours. It's so much work. You might as well just yeah. be working with uh, with someone that's already done it instead of trying to do it from scratch yourself, right? Unless yeah. that's your superpower. Okay, Manos Nation, do not forget your chance to win digital goods and resources on every episode right here on the podcast. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And once you've done that, message the word Manos to m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. Subscribe on iTunes and then message Manos to the website m.me forward slash Manos Accelerator. See you on the next one. So as you continue to grow, Ulysses, uh, what's the best place for people to stay in touch with you, learn more about your career, your business?
1: For sure. So they can follow me on Instagram at Ulysses, on Twitter at Ulysses, or on Facebook Ulysses Osuna. Uh, Ulysses Osuna, Um, and yeah, my personal website UlyssesOsuna.com. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem,
1: dude. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah.